Hello, and welcome back to the Drinking Liberally podcast, the show that combines good alcohol with some friendly political banter. I'm Kevin Wilson, and this week, my co-host Jeff is actually absent. He's off doing some new dad stuff, so to fill that hosting gap, we've got two co-hosts sharing the table with me. We've got longtime guest, first-time listener, he doesn't really tune in that often, Dennis Skeet. It's me. What's up? (laughs) And then, of course, we have the infamous man from the soundboard, Yogs. Hi, everybody. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me for this bonus episode. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a, a little chat about the upcoming Democratic debate that's happening in a couple days. But before we get there, as always, it's brews before news. So let's talk about what we're drinking. Today, we have the Avenue of the Pines by Northway Brewing Company. Uh, that's a brewing company out of Queensbury, New York. So that's uh, upstate, just south of Lake George, for anyone that's familiar with the area. This is a a New England-style IPA, 7.2% alcohol by volume, not too bitter. Uh, It's made with a giant combination of hops. There's a lot in here. So it's got Galaxy, Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, Simcoe, Idaho 7, tons of different varieties of hops in here. And it shows with the taste, I think. It's very unique. A little bit of citrus flavor, low carbonation, as the Avenue of the Pines name suggests. Uh, It finishes with the taste of pine. And I'd given Jeff a sip of this previously, and he's not a big pine guy, but I don't mind it at all in my IPAs. I kind of enjoy that taste. Uh, Dennis, you have a sip of this yet? Yeah, I did. It's um, I, I like it. It's for me personally. I probably wouldn't be able to drink a whole, you know, a whole pint of this. Um, but more for lo- me, I love I love the seven point two percent. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> um, so if I'm trying to have a good time tonight, you know, this is this is something that I could go to. But uh, you know, this is this is interesting. It's interesting taste. Yeah, it's uh, best served in a tulip glass, which unfortunately I didn't have one with me. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's, so. a, that's that that's a shame. It is a shame today, but uh, even out of the can, it's it's great. I enjoy this beer a lot. No, it's a great beer. <laughs> no, it really is. I actually, I've I've had it before, and one thing I like about it is it's that mix of hoppy but not too hoppy, and it's it's actually a very very solid beer. Thanks for that input, Yogs. Yeah. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's get to the topic of the day, and that's going to be uh, the Democratic debate. So I guess we call this round two. Is this round three? No, this is round two. This is round two. This is round two. Night one of round two. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's yeah, what we're yep. calling it. Yep. We got two nights. And what are they, Kevin? We're going to have two nights of debates, as we did with the first round. Uh, this will take place in Detroit this week on Tuesday, July 30th, and Wednesday, July 31st. So as with the first round, we have way too many people involved. So they had to do a lottery to decide what candidates went on which days. So it's 10 candidates tonight. Let's run through the list real quick, and then we'll we'll start talking about who our favorites are and any predictions for each yeah. individual night. So night one, let's start there. July 30th, we've got Marianne Williamson. Tim Ryan, Amy Kobachar, Mayor Pete, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, John Hickenlooper, John Delaney, and Steve Bullock. All right, all 10 of them. Good luck remembering it. Night two, July 31st, we have Michael Bennett, Kristen Gillibrand, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Nice. So very nice. Very stacked field there. Uh, 
again, if you if you can't tell, I'm not a fan of this format of having ten people on stage at once either. Nobody make, is, yeah. Kevin. Nobody is. Make this a either longer night. I'm okay watching four hours of this, to be honest with you. And everyone's just going to get the clips the next day anyway. So yeah, either true. extend the number of hours or really limit the number of people here. I will say one thing, though. In the sense of trying to be very, very inclusive, although I don't like 20 people, 10 people a night, if they do one debate like this, I could stomach it. But two debates of 20 people, two per night, uh, that's too much. It's a lot. Way too much. So they'll thankfully actually um, for round three, we'll call it in September, um, they really have to whittle it down more. Yeah. So by then, candidates need um, thir- uh, 130,000 unique donors and 2% support in four polls. Cool. So a lot of these you know, candidates on the fringe are going to be gone. Nice. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at you, Bill de Blasio. And I'll say this, <laughs> and I'll also add this. I thought that the DNC could have done or the Democratic Committee could have done a better job of we had the same amount the last time it was 20 Mm -hmm. right it was two nights Mm -hmm. I think they could have weeded this down to 15 and maybe done maybe seven or eight per night something like that the fact that they kept at 10 and 10 again is I mean if Jay Inslee wasn't in the first round for him to be added now and think that he has a better chance because of that is outrageous well, no, wait. Steve Bullock, right? Steve. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, Steve yeah. Bullock was in the first one, and now he's in now. Great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for correcting me on that. Yeah, no problem. Well, Jay Inslee and Steve Bullock probably have the same exact chance. Exactly. <laughs> like Inslee, it's not like <laughs> slim to none. It, it's 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 perfectly normal for you to not remember right. Jay Inslee in the first debate. So that's not a problem. <laughs> so thanks for correcting me on that, Dennis. It's it's Steve Bullock, but my point stands. Yes, absolutely does. All right, gentlemen. So let's talk a little bit about night one then. So we have some heavy hitters in there in uh, Mayor Pete, Bernie Sanders, Warren. And actually, that's probably going to be my heavy class there. Yeah. Get my, my middleweights in O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. I'll put Kobachar in that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's about it, that's right? It, that's it in my mind. You, anyone else you'd add to that, guys? No, I think you nailed it. It I might think, be a little... Is it more powerful than night two? I mean, I don't want to go too far ahead. But. Let's Yeah, let's not jump ahead yet. Well, let's okay. just talk about night one's I, matchup first. I'm interested in, in, in hearing from Hick and Looper. Hick and Looper, yep. sorry. But yeah, I mean... He got a lot of pressure to come out, right? right correct? Yeah. Like, like by Colorado. A lot of Coloradans. I don't know if I said that right, but Coloradans. <laughs> yep, run with it. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people were calling on Hickenlooper to withdraw based on his performance the last time. Which, again, he didn't really have a lot of time to speak. True. And, I mean, although you can make the counterpoint that the limited time he did have, he didn't really do anything much with it. So yeah. <laughs> I could see both sides of that argument there. <laughs> but, frankly, uh, I'm of the mindset that he should stick to being a governor. Agreed. Oh, probably should have run for that Senate seat, to be honest. But That's uh, probably the better use we of need, his time. We need, we need people for the Senate. Colorado is such a tough state. Come on, too. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need you, Colorado. And Colorado, do not screw us over, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's talk about some of these matchups. So who are you looking forward to going head-to-head on night one? Dennis, we'll start with you. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. There you go right there. That's that's kind of like the, the top two of the first night. They're both kind of in the same kind of vein. Uh, Medicare for all, very progressive so I think these these this is gonna be the first the big two to watch in the first night. But then of course Pete Buttigieg is, is a big name. It's gonna be really interesting to see how he kind of works his way into the whole conversation. Those those are the three right now, in in this first night. It's gonna be really interesting. 
Yogs, are you looking forward to any other matchup? Yeah, I think actually Dennis kind of got the big ones right there, but I think Warren, if we're looking at it kind of like a strategically, I think Warren, I wonder if her mindset is just to kind of be like, let me get as many Bernie voters as I can because they have so many similar policies and mindset that if her idea is I'm not going to worry about Klobuchar, I'm not going to worry about some of the threats that are on me on the actual national polling with Democrats, if she's thinking, who, what can I do right now to advance my cause and kind of get Bernie Sanders voters on board, I think her versus Bernie is the biggest kind of one, one-on-one that you could think about right here because they're so similar. She's, she's a newer school, but maybe she, and they're both great politicians. I will say that about Bernie. Bernie's political abilities are A1. Elizabeth Warren has shown she's actually a lot better politician than a lot of people might have thought pre-campaign. But I think if she can attract Bernie voters and kind of get him further back, that'd be a great matchup to look for. I I think that is the key one. So we're going to go three for three on that top matchup of the night. I think, Yogg, to your point, that Warren does have to pull a lot of Bernie voters. I think... Bernie's kind of at a disadvantage because he's been around a while. He's been on the national spotlight for years now. I think his name recognition is through the roof, probably as close to the saturation point as it can be. Mm-hmm. So there's really not much uh, room to grow for him in that um, area. So Elizabeth Warren can really take chunks out of his voter base by having similar policies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alternatively, I think the other matchup to look forward to, and this might be giving too much credit to one of these candidates, but having Pete and Beto on the same stage with each other, I think they do attract a lot of the same voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Beto had such a poor showing uh, in the first round of debates by not being that you know authentic self that he's been known for on the campaign trail that I think... Pete's at a massive advantage over him. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I'd put if Bernie and Elizabeth are, you know, 1A, as Yogg's put it, then I think, you know, Pete's 1B. It's the undercard. I was going to call it the undercard. I didn't want to go that far, but yeah. sadly, it's just drawn itself to that. And if we're going to call Bernie and Elizabeth Warren the main event, that's the undercard. And it's an important undercard because both are both so similar. Yeah. 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 And, and both of yeah. them are going to be huge parts of the future of the Democratic Party. Absolutely. They're both young, um, idealistic guys that attract a groundswell of support and know how to campaign. So win or lose here, they're going to be around for a while. And I think a lot of the candidates can learn a lot from how they've managed their campaigns. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and I would say this right here to sum it up, like for, for night one, O'Rourke has kind of been trailing off mm-hmm. i think he needs to go after pete if he doesn't knock pete off a little bit like that's a problem for him like he needs to come after pete and he needs to establish himself in this i think this may be going too far but i think bernie needs to come after warren and establish him as the leading like far left liberal in this case because warren has been kind of winning and then klobuchar needs to do something and and establish herself in some in, in w- some way because Pete, Bernie, Elizabeth, Beto, like they're the four first four people that we mentioned and Klobuchar is still a big name in this, but she doesn't really have a lot, you know, of wins or anything in her yeah. column. No. She needs, she needs to come out hard. Klobuchar and O'Rourke need to come out hard in this debate 
to establish yeah. themselves or or they're they're not really they don't they shouldn't be in the next and then in the third debate yeah. yeah and i think that's a great point because if we really 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 analyze it here it's a five person debate but it's not because the other people are going to get chances to voice their opinions and talk about stuff but this idea of this klobuchar pete bernie warren and Buttigieg. I mean, I mean, sorry, and Beto. Yep. Uh, th- that five right there mm-hmm. is pretty much it. And there's side angles going on between all of them. Yeah. The Pete versus Beto, Warren versus Bernie, and Klobuchar trying to creep into that mix. Yep. And it's it's weird because I agree with that, but Klobuchar doesn't have someone that she can. Maybe Warren's her person. Maybe, maybe she to be a needs foil? to be. Yeah. Maybe it's not even the foil aspect. It's more like, hey, who can I? have democratic voters relate to to be like because people love elizabeth warren democratic voters even if you're not for her right mm-hmm. and, and you're a fan right you're i am warren. yeah and immediately I've, so i am a fan we're all fans i know the whole pocahontas thing and her ability to fight with donald trump that's a secondary argument for later all that stuff but we're all fans of the way she expresses herself number one and the way she's run her campaign number two yeah klobuchar's done neither of that as on her level. So maybe her thinking should be, can I get on Elizabeth Warren's level of stature? And that's my goal. But the problem with that is Warren's goal isn't like, hey, let me get Klobuchar out of here. She's like, I have bigger fish to fry. Absolutely. I have to get Bernie. I have to get those voters. Because those voters are so loyal to him, they have to crack him because he's polling very high. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very very interesting. Night one is it's a good night. Oh, it's a cr- it's gonna be a good it's night. Very, it's, very, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be like last time where it was like junior varsity and then the real team. Oh, yeah. Like this 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 night right here is a solid night. This is a good night. All right, so we'll talk a little bit more about overall best candidates, but first we're gonna get into night two then. Yeah. So night two, same with the first night. I'm gonna go through like who our heavy hitters are, and I think there's really just two that stand out. Um, you can make an argument for a couple others, but the two big ones are Joe Biden yeah. and Kamala Harris, yeah. especially after round one. Absolutely. So Kamala got a ton of press after attacking Joe Biden's record on race. We kind of debated that on the pod, whether that was appropriate for her to do so. and But regardless, it got her a ton of press and really boosted her poll numbers. So she made a name for herself out of it. Yep. On the periphery, we have Cory Booker, hmm? Kirsten Gillibrand, and Castro. Got to put Castro, put in, Castro there. in there too, because I th- only because I think he had a good showing in the first round of debates. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very bright. Yeah, haven't I heard much from him nationally since. True, but he's a guy that I I kind of respect and I like how he's been working his campaign. So I want to see. I'm not ready to count him out yet, so we'll include him there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else you guys would include? I would. I would just say Andrew Yang. He had a terrible strategy for the first debate. Mm-hmm. He he. I think he was the spoke the least. He had the least amount of time. Yeah. Of the two nights, and he needs to find a way to you know to to get in there. And then um, Tulsi Gabbard too. I think I think she has some things to say. I I've been I have family in South Carolina, and I've been back and forth to South Carolina a couple times in the last month, and I've seen a lot of like Tulsi Gabbard um, billboards really in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. So I know she's out there. She's 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 definitely pushing to get her name out there, really pushing the whole uh, military theme. 
Uh, and I think she's another one that I expect to, to really try to fight to get her name out there and, uh, you know, and make a name for herself. Yeah, and she's tried very hard to come at Kamala Harris on, you know, on the side, on different little articles and news reports and stuff like that. She's come at Kamala Harris and her experience and this and that. But I, I would kind of agree with everything he said. But the thing is, I like Michael Bennett a lot. And yeah. I think he's wise. I didn't love the strategy he came with on the last debate, which is kind of be like this, hey, I'm here and I'm kind of not with these guys, but I know so much and I'm this wise man, blah, blah, blah. When no one really knew about him personally and his politics, either that would kind of made him look a little bad. And I know people got into his aesthetics and this and that in that last debate, but he's really the only wild card that I'd look at and be like, can he make a dent? In this, because let's be honest, this is a Biden-Harris debate with kind of what Dennis pointed out here, sprinklings of is Gillibrand going to do something? She didn't do anything in the last debate, so I'm not expecting anything of her. I don't think her tactics in the first debate really worked, and it was a lot of just trying to force her way into the conversation. And then when they finally gave her the spotlight, she didn't have much of substance to say. Exactly. I think she's running on a different type of campaign that is not going to work this time. I think Castro is the third in that group to me. He was very good in that last debate, formidable. He's very knowledgeable, and he has so many policies that Democrats agree with. And not just like policy policies, but his ideas on Black Lives Matter, on his ideas on the border, on his ideas on immigration, and some other stuff that he's talked about. I think he's formidable for a debate, I mean. Yeah. So I'd put him higher than Gillibrand a little bit. And higher but, than Booker? Yes, I would. You I think would. Cory Booker's finished. And I say that with respect. I like Cory Booker. I think he's a great person. He's passionate. The problem is in this this is not his race. And everything he's tried to do now has been counterpunching. He's not a forward puncher. Mm-hmm. Everybody else I put him and Gillibrand in the same boat. They're great, but they're not. They're counterpunching at this point. Totally fair. Yeah. He got them on their heels. Get, 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 yeah. Booker's now trying to bank on something that Kamala Harris already did. When he goes after Biden now, it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, but Kamala Harris did that already. You're coming on the back end now. Same thing with Gillibrand when she was earlier on trying to push some of her policies and her ideas. No, you know what? Warren has already done that. Someone else has already done that. You guys are reactionary. Everyone else is proactive. So I, I hate to say it because I like Corey a lot. Now, but I now, like Corey too. Like yeah. I wonder, it, I honestly feel like he's too nice for politics. I, I agree with that. He's a person that cares about people, and he's so genuine. Which he, is a which horrifying is thing to say yeah. that that's yeah. a negative this is in the a political cutthroat world. sport where yeah. you need to do what Kamala Harris did in the last debate and say, I don't care about what you are, but I'm looking out and I'm going to make this point. Here's what's ironic. Booker, Klobuchar are really nice. They're great people. They have great policies. The problem is people, Democrats, I should say, are looking at it in a way, hey, what resonates and what can beat Trump? Yep. In the sick way, it's all what we're all looking for. We might have our people, right? You like whoever, Dennis likes whoever, Jeff likes whoever, I like whoever, and we can ebb and flow but in the very, very back of our minds, it's like, who is going to get nasty and be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm a fighter. I can take this out. And beat Donald Trump. And it's in the back of all of our minds. And I want you to keep that in the back of your minds for the rest of this episode because we're going to, at the end of this, tell everyone who our favorites currently are and see if they've changed since our first preview. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep that in the back of your mind. So that's night two of the debates. I really have nothing else to add. You guys nailed it there. Well, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's make a quick Bill de Blasio joke because we all should do it. <laughs> here's a guy that was in Iowa thinking he had a shot and then the New York City blackouts happen and he's like, well, I may or may not come back to New York City. Then he changes his mind and says, hey, I need to come back to New York City. Then there's blackouts in Brooklyn. There's blackouts happening all over the place. He's got to worry about being a mayor of a major city, probably the most important city in the U.S. and maybe the world, and pretends as a pay, but I'm also running for this presidency that the only reason he's even involved is because major New York City donors have thrown him some money his way to be afloat. Bill de Blasio, drop out. Yeah. Do the right thing, please. please. <laughs> I know he gained some fans after the first round, but uh, Dennis, didn't you have some nice things I, to say I, about him? Look, <laughs> my whole point was that he came out with, with a little bit of fire in his yep. belly, and I thought that was interesting, and I, and I felt that the second night, a lot of people said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna like to be like de Blasio, and I'm going to come out here interrupting people left and right. But yeah, um, yeah de Blasio... Go away. It's like, time for him to drop out. Yeah, Focus on drop your out. Merrill duty. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in New York City. You need to focus on that. You do not need to run for president. New Yorkers don't want you to run for president. It's over. We've got enough old white guys. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Sorry, Bill. And- I got no problem with old white guys, but de Blasio, <laughs> stop. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that that's the synopsis of night one and night two. Let's talk briefly about topics you want to see addressed during this debate. Mm. So a few things I want to talk about. Uh, I want to see talked about. I want to see climate change addressed again. Yeah. They did bring that up round one, but I want, to, I want to see a little more serious discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of hard to have any kind of serious debate with a crowded field like this. But climate change, uh, I want to hear about Russian interference in yeah. elections. Maybe not even just Russian, just foreign power interference into elections. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to prevent that from happening in the future? Mm-hmm. How are you going to discourage foreign powers from even thinking about doing it? Healthcare, yeah. which we did touch on in the first debate as well. But again, not everyone got to speak about it. I want a little more detail about what these individual plans are. Uh, I know, actually, there's a number of people on out of this 20 that do support Medicare for All. But there are other ones that have some middle ground plans. Guys like Pete Buttigieg, who's not in for Medicare for All. But I want to hear exactly what their versions are and debate it with some of the more leftist policies. Dennis, any other topics you want to see? Um, like I want to see everything you said is great. I definitely want to hear more about impeachment. Like, are we going to, you know, what are we going to do with, with uh, Trump and, and the obstruction of justice and all these things that have happened? And then one thing I definitely want to hear a lot about is, you know, in the context of a Republican Senate and Mitch McConnell trying to block everything, you know, what are you going to actually do? Because a lot a lot of people here are talking about what they want to accomplish and what they want to push. But if you don't have a Senate that can get things passed, you know, it's you got to get you. You got to give me more than just I'm going to rally American people around something like what are you actually going to do if you have a Senate that refuses to go along with anything you're trying to do? I so. think I think that's valid. And Yogs, before we get to your topics, I want to take a minute to dive further into that impeachment topic that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's prudent for that to be a question here at this stage of the game for anyone? Do you think that could hurt someone's chances of winning with maybe a swing voter if they're talking 
that they're pro-impeachment. I know some of these candidates, uh, like Elizabeth Warren, have already come out and said that she'd support it. But well, uh, do you think it's worth debating among strictly Democrats here? Well, I mean, there's what I feel about how that can affect the primaries, but then there's also just the facts, right? It's like you're trying to choose who among these 20 people should represent the Democrats. That's a legitimate concern that mm -hmm. if you know you may come down on one side or the other and you want to know how they feel about this. So whether that hurts the Democrats in the long run is kind of irrelevant. It's it's this is a legitimate topic. And if I want to know who I should vote for in the upcoming primaries, uh, I want to know how you feel about this certain topic. So it, it, to me, it's not about strategy and, and, you know, how we get playing this whole game about Trump and impeachment. It's about I'm trying to choose who I want to support. And this is a legitimate thing that some people want, are interested in. OK, Yags, what are your topics you want to see addressed during this debate? Um, so I will say, well, just to piggyback on that real quick, I think all the major candidates are for impeachment, except Biden and Buttigieg. I don't know. They're on the record comments. So. But everyone who's in the Senate has already said they're for it. So that's a great topic to bring up to make sure that we're all on the same page. So I agree with what Dennis said. I actually think the most fascinating thing is there was a poll done. And I don't know. I want to give the Pod to America people credit for this because I think they brought it up. What's the number one topic you'd like to see brought up in climate change? There was actually a, a, the issue was, would you like to see a debate on one topic? What would it be? And I think climate change won. And I just shows you how relevant that is. I mean, we all live in the state of New Jersey. We had a storm yesterday that was basically a hurricane uh, for a four-hour period. And we've grown up with storms, weather. It's getting to the point now where you get a storm now that floods areas, that creates tornadoes, yep. that creates crazy weather. And we're supposed to accept that like, hey, that just happened and let's get move on. Yeah, let's rebuild afterwards, whatever. But I think climate change is the number one issue we have facing us. And that says a lot considering all the crazy things we have going on and some of the big divisions in our country. Climate change is number one. I think it's the most important topic. Other than that, I think Dennis nailed it with everything else. I think we're all the other stuff, even impeachment, I think is an important topic. Okay. I, I think those are all big, but I think climate change is number one by literally a lot. So I'll disagree slightly with the, the topic of impeachment. I know a lot of these people are on record saying they support it, but I feel like, especially with the Mueller testimony happening last week, it's going to, I don't know, I, I think some people might just be sick of hearing it. And I fair. think, I think, I think it's very fair. I think their time is better spent on other topics that affect Americans directly. Things but you like don't healthcare. get the question, though. Do you agree with that? Do, like, I, I CNN hosting this one. I believe it. I think it is CNN, right? Um, yeah. This is with Don Lemon, right? Yeah. Yeah. CNN is going to ask a question about impeachment. I'll be honest. I don't think there's a Democrat on that stage is going to disagree. And even if they believe it or not, I just feel like it's hard to say no. Correct. I mean, I don't, yeah, I with don't, that group of people, but someone might be looking to differentiate themselves, and you might have voters out there that say, you know what, impeachment's just going to drag us through the mud. Let's just get Donald Trump out in 2020 mm -hmm. and not go through this nightmare and not potentially allow him to use that as a rallying cry for his supporters and anyone that might be on the fence. Yeah. So I could see someone trying to carve out space for themselves that way. Do I agree with it? No. Yeah. But I would not be surprised if someone took that stance. I'm sure there's plenty of voters out there that want to know how the 
how the candidates I'm stand Bill on de Blasio, that. I bring that up every time I talk. <laughs> why, why I'm not? Bill de Blasio, hell yeah. yeah. If I have a long shot here, I'm like, impeach tonight. What's wrong? <laughs> and then I blame everybody else on the stage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's wrap up this, uh, this preview show here with our predictions. We'll go around the table and we're going to say who we think wins the debate. And then let's also remind our listeners who your favorite is in the race right now. They don't have to be the same person. Dennis, you want to start us off? Sure. So um, I'm going to go with night one. I just think this is, I'm a, you know, I'm a fanboy in this sense. I think Elizabeth Warren is amazing, and I think she's just going to continue to be amazing, and she's going to win uh, night one. And I think Bernie's going to end up kind of taking a hit. The other candidates, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big part of the Buttigieg boys. I'm a big fan. <laughs> But uh, no, you're out of the Buttigieg. Boys no, 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 no. You're but, out. but well, I think I think for another day. But you're not your a T-shirt. But you're I not think, a Buttigieg boy anymore. So whatever. <laughs> but I think I think Warren's gonna come out night one as uh, as a big winner, and I just I just think she's amazing, and I think she's gonna continue to to do that. I think night two. Well, let's just let's let's go around first on night one. Night one. Then, oh yeah. Okay. Let me, let me see okay. Night two. All right. So we'll do night one, and then we'll do night two, and then I want to hear who you think is the best candidate to beat Donald Trump. Sure. Okay. Yogs, night one. Night one is probably a tougher night. I'm going to agree with Dennis. I think Warren has shown herself to be the best candidate. I like Warren. I think if she sticks to her game plan and lets everybody else that's more desperate around her kind of sort themselves out and acts a little bit above the fray, like, hey, I've gotten this far. Here, are my, I've already proposed my policies. Um, for impeachment, for this, for that, whatever. I think Warren should be fine. Um, I'm going to put night one as what we talked about earlier with the Buttigieg versus Beto thing. Someone's going to get hurt there. And whoever survives that should maybe have a better chance for the next debate and a little bit going forward. But I'm going to go with Warren as the, the pick for night one. Okay. And uh, Warren's going to go three for three. You guys know I've been a, a Warren stand for a while, so fully expect her to just keep on doing what she's been doing. And that's been putting out policy that resonates and hitting that message and yep. really just dominating the stage. Yep. So and if you take away Pocahontas, she'd actually be higher. I actually think that whole thing has hurt her to the point where not only did it give her a little Trump mocking point and all that, mm-hmm. and she made, definitely made a mistake with that test. But if you take the whole Pocahontas Native American thing away from her, she would be on the same level as Harris or anybody else. And it's shame that that's the kind of thing we're dealing with. But yep. Yeah. All right. Night two. Dennis, lead us off. Okay. So I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I feel like she overshot in in the first debate. I I don't expect her to to perform or to come away as the lead in this second round okay so i'm i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with with biden i'm gonna i think he's gonna end up you know he saw where he failed he's gonna practice he's come out solid and i'm gonna i'm I'm picking biden but i guess in a sense i'm really just picking against harris i think she's not gonna perform well as much as i really like her i just don't think she was as really as good as she performed in that first round of debates. And I think um, by default, Biden's going to end up coming out on top. Yeah. Okay. Yogs, night two. This is so important for Joe Biden. I don't know if he knows it, the press knows it, or anybody else is. This is it. And I agree with Dennis. I think he learned his lesson. I think the other big thing is 
Kamala Harris had a big weapon to point against him in that last debate. He had come off that issue of praising those senators, of having some racial issues from his past record be able to be brought up. I think we're past that now. There's no way she can attack him on that again. If people are going to attack Joe Biden on race again, after we just saw the president do what he did in the last few weeks, I think it's disingenuous and it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. So I expect a massive Biden bounce back here. I've been on Biden from the beginning and I'm not comfortable with it and I don't believe in it fully, but I'm going to stick with it for now. I think this is a big Biden day. I think he bounces back and I think at best he comes out even and moves himself forward to the next one. Uh, so for the sake of nonconformity, I was going to pick Joe Biden, but now I'm going to pick Kamala Harris just to be different. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I think Biden has the most to gain and lose in this next debate. Um, but I do think he comes more prepared this time. I don't think he was expecting that kind of hit round one with such a crowded field and such a personal attack. But I think it's entirely possible that Kamala continues to swing and hit home runs out there. I, I think she has that opportunity. Is yep. that ceiling, is that really high? That's a, It's way up there for her. But I, I think she can continue to reach it. So I'm going to go Kamala. Good points. And nice. I want to make one quick point. Corey, do not go after Joe Biden about race, please. Oh, please, no. Do not, please. Make, do try not try not to be Kamala Harris 2.0. Oh, my God. And score those points. <laughs> it's yeah, too late. Don't, don't do it, man. Don't do it, man. Oh. I like you too much. Yeah, no. don't. Oh. Let's close this out with our picks for who out of this group of 20 is the best fit to beat Donald Trump in a general election. Dennis. Oh. So I have to pick the best shot to be Trump, not the person I doesn't want to be president. doesn't have to be, be your president. favorite, no. At this point, at this juncture, who do you think could beat Donald Trump if the election was tomorrow? Oh, God. It's <laughs> um, a tough question. I, I think Biden probably has the best shot, but a lot of that depends on how he performs in this second debate because he seemed unprepared. He admitted he was unprepared for um, for Kamala's question in the first debate. So if if he's going to be unprepared, then he's done. But if he comes out in the second debate prepared and solid, um, then I still think he has the best shot. So that's that's what I'm going to go with. Yags? agree a lot of what Dennis just said. I think Biden has to work on his preparation because it's going to benefit him more in the long run. The other thing is, as much as I love Kamala, my top two are still Biden and Pete Buttigieg. Biden has to prove a lot in this debate, but he's still, for now, my guy to win it all if it came down to that. Yeah, and I guess conformity again, which kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, I think if the, the general election is tomorrow, Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. And polling shows that. But I don't want him to be the next president. I will throw my weight behind whoever the next nominee is of course we all will um but i think as it stands currently he's probably got the best shot yeah so we'll see what happens in these debates happening the you know in the middle of this week and we'll be back next week to discuss you know our takeaways from it all we'll also be recording with people in the area i know dennis jeff yogs will be out in the jersey city area yeah. uh, talking with some people i'll be up in the boston area getting the thoughts of potential Democratic voters out there to see, you know, what what are they looking for in a candidate and what their thoughts are on the debate as they happen. Look forward <laughs> to that to come probably in the week following. So we've got a lot of great content coming your way in the political drinking liberally world. But that's it for tonight. So thank you so much for joining us. 
Dennis Yogs, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. No problem. And let no me just problem. put it out here. One, anyone that wants to be out for the debates, if you are the Blasio fan, I have a beer. I'll, I'm buying you a beer. Just wow. All the Blasio fans. I just I got to your be beers. Yeah. I got your beers. I'd pretend to be a de Blasio fan just for the free beer. <laughs> so. If you love Tulsi Gabbard, holler at me. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, don't. <laughs> so if you all want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at drinking underscore lib pod. You can check out our Facebook group by searching for the Drinking Liberally podcast. And of course, our website is at www.drinkingliberallypod.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you all soon. Cheers.